Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Brews and Bruins podcast, the Gregory Campbell episode, uh, number 13 in Brazil, number one in your hearts. Uh, I'm Chris Gear. I am here with my co-hosts, Drew The Rock Johnson and Killa Cam Hasbrook. Uh, how you guys feeling? Yeah, I'll take Killa Cam or Cameron, another uh, late 90s rapper. Excellent cover photo of him just dressed in like all pink fuzzy stuff so if the people want that i can make that happen so um, the reason why that came to mind today cam was because uh people were talking about how back when ebola was a thing he made ebola masks with that album oh yeah 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 so maybe i gotta i don't know make money off this. <laughs> one of those people well, i would not that i'm gonna start making masks but if i did i would not take the profit for myself i would donate it to i don't know someone first maybe some local breweries they're struggling too i don't know maybe they're not anyway i'm drinking <laughs> i found a couple leftover uh uh a couple stragglers from my uh dispensary pack from terrapin beer company so i'm drinking a jazz cabbage hemp ipa right now i think i already talked about this one on the pod but Pretty good IPA, uh, you know, not a huge IPA guy. I like some, I I like most, but I won't like go out of my way for them. But this is uh, this is definitely enjoyable. So, shout out to Terrapin Beer Company. All right, and I'm uh, Drew Johnson, Drew the Rock Johnson. Apparently, uh, it took me a second to get that, and I'm ashamed to say that. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm having a bad hair day, so I'm wearing a safari hat. So that's good. I'm sure Cam will tweet that. Yeah, he's he's rocking a safari hat right now. He's not wearing it. He's rocking it. Word out of Utah on that trip I did. So that's good. You got like little plastic plastic froggies. I got a whistle on it. It's great. Can survive anything, even this. Um, (laughs) Even this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't like something Sony's saying, just blow him down for a penalty to start whistling during it. Say, no. (laughs) That's it. Too much Uh, for the box. (laughs) Once again, I'm drinking a Don't Poke the Bear. Because I'm running out of beer, uh, and I need to go to the store. I was going to go today, but I got uh, just Scared. did not have the motivation. So, you know, and ne- next episode, I'll have, like, a fresh new IPA you've never heard of, and it'll be good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, like I mentioned before, I'm Chris Gear, and I am drinking Rolling Rock from Latrobe Brewing Classic. Company, established Classic. 1939. Um we have a lot of shitty beer in our apartment because of bad communication between me and my roommates. So we have like two thirties of Rolling Rock and a thirty of PBR. So I'm getting a getting a head start on this. Uh, we also have a lot of local breweries beers in our fridge right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so let's uh, let's start with two things. Um, one, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, go check out 
our appearance on the Down the Frozen River podcast with Nick, who was on our podcast last week. Um, we had a lot of fun with that. I think Drew most of all. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, if, you, if you know me personally, do not check that out. <laughs> uh, but anyone else, yeah, feel free. Yeah, uh, I feel like Nick got what he asked for, and then so oh, like, he, he got our podcast on on his podcast. You're welcome, uh, Nick. I've, I've listened to a few episodes of his podcast, and, and we definitely imposed our will on his podcast <laughs> yeah. more than making his podcast uh, us uh, as a guest. It, it was basically Brews and Bruins episode 10 and a half. 10 and a half. <laughs> I was die- to talk about our own tweets like we always do here. Chris's tweet, which was from the account, but... Uh, <laughs> And once again, from Drew, and once again, I'm sorry to end it. It just absolutely <laughs> killed me. I, I read that. I saw it on Twitter. Right once again, my apologies. Once again, my apologies. And that really summed Chris's, up all of it. Chris's tweet, if you ever wanted to know what kind of students we all are, mm-hmm. you'll learn in this podcast. Cam did two-thirds of the assignment perfectly, but he ran out of time to finish. I, Chris, I got the best grade in the class by cheating, and then Doob Schmoob misread the assignment and did something. So <laughs> That is for sure. But, no, it was a great time jumping on Nick's show. I definitely would uh, recommend going to check it out. And he's doing a really cool series with that, not just the Bruins. So if you're a hockey fan in general, he's doing mm. a really cool series during this time of uncertainty. The, the two main things I appreciate about Nick are he is an absolute hockey junkie. And he is a huge hockey nerd in the best possible way. So he's he's trying to do something like he's curious about, and he's diving all in into it. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to Nick. Um, and I guess the other thing uh, is the sad news of Colby Cave's passing. Um, by now, everyone's heard about it. You've seen all the tributes and stuff. Uh, from all accounts, really excellent dude. Um, Thoughts go out to his family and friends. Uh, guys, want to do a little toast? Yeah, the one thing I do want to jump in here and say is, you know, as a fan, it's always kind of tough to um, really get a feel for what a guy's personality is like, unless you're inside the room or you know, part of the media, and you really see him. It's hard to see from off, uh, you know, on a TV screen or anything like that. But um, when you have as many people reaching out about Colby as you've seen over the last week, um, just Talking so much about his character, I think that really is a testament to the type of person he is. I think you really can tell that it's genuine. So, definitely a toast to Colby's his life, his memory, his family, especially now. It's tough for everyone, so this one's for you guys. Cheers. Cheers. You hit the nail on the head there. All right. Uh, always tough to transition from that, but uh, I guess we got some other stuff that uh, Drew especially wanted to talk about. Uh Jeremy Swayman winning the Mike Richter Award. Uh, you want to touch on that, Drew? Yeah. Uh, so for those who do not know, the uh, <clears throat> the Mike Richter Award is basically the NCAA uh, hockey's version of the Vesna Trophy, so most valuable goaltender in the league. And the Bruins prospect Jeremy Swayman has won that award, uh, playing with UMaine this season and the past couple seasons. And I think a lot of people believe he is sort of the heir to the throne, to the crease, if you will, uh, when Tuke is out. Um, So it's good to see that he's being recognized on a national level, even if it is at the college level. And we've talked about it, I think, a dozen times now. You don't know how that skill level is going to transition to the NHL, but a really, really good sign. 
because uh, there's some great goaltenders uh, in the NHL today and in the past that have won that award and gone on to become who they were. So, Is good, Ryan Miller still shoot. in the NHL? I, technically? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not sure. Playing? I, I don't think so. Technically, was, yes. <laughs> was he the backup to John Gibson? Yeah, he was on Anaheim for a bit, yeah. I'm going to look this up. I was going to say, you guys keep bullshitting something because I'm going to... He, he, has, he hasn't been the right same now. since Lucic freaking derailed him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, well, that's when his career turned around. He was well out of the crease, so... I mean, not that that should, should One be One year, 1.125 contract with Anaheim right now um, through the end of this season, so... which 19 starts. Really? That's wild. That's yeah. a lot more than I would have ex- expected, yeah. I, I always He's just think of six. him as like a, a Isn't saver, he like you know? 39 years old now? He's very old, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not that that's very old, but sports-wise, it's very yeah. not old. To, not to make this a Ryan Miller podcast, but... Yeah. <laughs> Back to Swayman for one sec. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot more in-depth about him in the past episodes, a couple of them, so if you guys want a full Swayman in-depth discussion, you can go back and listen to that. But uh, worth noting... He did finish in fifth place for Hobie Baker voting with 4.7% of the vote. Um, Yay, stats. Again, really, really difficult for any goalie to even get consideration, let alone actually win that award. Uh, I think clearly the Mike Richter Award winner, at least in my book, there wasn't much of a doubt there. But um, the fact that he even got consideration in in top five votes for the Hobie Baker Award is is pretty telling as well. Um, All right, yeah, let's move forward to... I guess news coming out that the NHL is really emphasizing getting the season done in 2019-20. Uh, you you go ahead with this, Drew. <laughs> so basically, uh, specifically Gary Bettman, commissioner, uh, guy that everyone boos when they announce the Stanley Cup winner. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's re- that's his real job, you know. Uh, so yeah, they're really emphasizing finishing out this season before even thinking about next season. So I think basically what they're saying is they'll play, they'll plan on playing through the summer or even into, you know, September or something to get this season through, get the cup one. Um, and then before, you know, even thinking about the off season and starting the 2020, uh, 21 season. So it looks like if they were to abbreviate, any season it would be next season they want to finish this one out which i think is the right call um i would not want to see the regular season just end and they go into a playoffs or a shorter playoff which is all stuff that's been thrown out there i think you know you're already there basically with this season uh go ahead and finish it you know next season whatever you design it from the start to play like 50 games or something you know yeah so brad brad marchand today was talking about how when everyone gets back, it's just they're everyone's gonna suck and it's gonna be bad. So I think having some lead in to that to the playoffs, like not just starting right away with the playoffs, is a very good idea. Um, and I mean, like no, unless you're like uber rich and you have your own rink at your house as an NHL player, like you're not out there skating every day. Uh, so these guys, I mean, I'm sure they're working out and stuff, but you, you even hear them acknowledge in a regular off season, like unless you're on the ice, like playing regular season hockey, you're not really in game shape. Uh, like guys don't 
miss a bunch of time and just show up in the middle of the season in game shape. They got to play their way into game shape and especially playoff shape where I don't know, Stanley Cup playoffs are just a different animal. So getting that lead in time to the playoffs, I, I feel like is really important. Yeah, I agree. My only thing is that I think, I don't know, theoretically this all sounds good and realistically that's all we can do with right now is theoreticals, but I also think you need to, at some point, draw a line in the sand and say, if we can't finish by, you know, August or September, maybe, then you need to think about, as much as it sucks for everyone, kind of just watching this season and preparing for the next one. I I guess in a perfect world, we can finish out this season and, you know, shorten the next one a little bit, and everybody's happy, you kind of get the best of both worlds there. My concern is that, not to be too much of a Debbie Downer here, but I don't see things getting too, too much better as far as things like sporting events go, uh, you know, in the next couple weeks, months, you know, hopefully by the end of summer, things are starting to look a little bit more normal and we can discuss having, um, you know, games with no fans and that sort of thing. But if I'm being completely honest, I think that's a little bit optimistic right now. And I think it's, it's going to be tough to ask NHL players to go leave their families and, you know, all come together and play hockey and until there's like a legitimate cure for this. So I don't know. I, I at some point I think you need to just kind of take the L on this season. Nobody wants to see it happen. You may, I mean, I want to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially with how the Bruins have done as much as the next fan. But at some point, I think you do need to consider like, you know, if it goes on for long enough, you kind of just have to wash it. But maybe I'm alone. I don't know. See what I would like. <clears throat> I mean, just hoist the cup in fucking November. Like, just hold on and see. Because if you're not playing hockey until, like, October, November anyway, mm-hmm. why not just get the playoffs in and take an abbreviated next season? Because I think there's there's a huge difference where you've, you know, you've planned to finish the season, a full season, and, you know, something came up, as opposed to, okay, yeah, from the get-go, we know this is going to be a shorter season. We know we need to cut out parts of the regular season. They can start from the beginning like okay yeah we need to shorten the regular season to say like i don't know how many uh, games they played in the uh the lockout season it was like 43 or yeah. 47 or something like that but you know when they were going into that they were like okay so you're playing less games against the other conference again like within your conference you're playing these games against your division they can kind of figure that out i i would really like them <clears throat> to finish it out even if you start the 2020 in quotes the 2020 21 season in january of 2021 mm-hmm. like i don't know i would rather see them do that i know maybe it's not too realistic but i would really rather see them finish this not just because i'm a bruins guy but because i think you're already almost there so you just got to see it through and yeah, you know it's, next it's season pretty has, tough to yeah and then <laughs> next season is just fucked up a lot but you do it even if you finish the following season in like August, you still like, I don't know, it'll eventually even out, but just try, do everything you can to finish this season. I think my one last thought on this, I guess, would be along the lines of what Cam's saying, like once you get to a certain point, I think you do have to scrap it. Um, I'm, I'm also not sure what the like legal issues are with contracts and how that conveys at a certain mm-hmm. point. Um, cause you're talking in the MLB, if they don't have a season, 
players who have one year left on their contract are going to be free agents at the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you're technically allowed to hold on to all the players that you have and then let it go for a certain period of time because I think in an ideal world, no matter how long this takes, you finish this season. Yeah. And then you move on to the next season and you just say, like, all right, this was the uh, 1921 season. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that actually works out legally, like what the cutoff date is where, like, all right, contracts have conveyed and now you have to move on. In a similar vein, speaking more on, like, legal terms, I guess, you also have to consider that this isn't just the United States. We have seven Canadian teams in the league. So even if the United States, and granted, even then it's up to governors at this point, really, when to reopen their states and things like that. But there's no guaranteeing that the United States and Canada even will be on the same schedule. I'd imagine right. they'd be similar just because of their um, you know, locations well, and, and being It's a lot so worse in the U.S. It's a yeah. lot worse in the U.S. than Canada. So yeah, it would probably Kurt be the U.S. About how they shut down way early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they shut the, when we were like okay, fi- gatherings of fifty people or less. It was like they shut down. <laughs> I was still, I was still on vacation, like traveling when yeah. Court was on the podcast saying that they were already shutting shit down. Yeah. So. And before you left, we were like, "Haha, don't get coronavirus." And then when you were back, it was like, "Oh my god, did you get coronavirus?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then you came on the show, so you'd say, "Chris is back because of the coronavirus," and I was like, "Oh yeah, you gotta, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta like, clarify, Chris does not have the coronavirus." But um, so apparently, Louisiana, uh, just huge hotbed for the coronavirus, and I guess I either got it with no symptoms or I just skirted it which is crazy because like per capita it's one of like new orleans is one of the biggest coronavirus cities in the world did not know that and yeah so i think they were saying that mardi gras which was about a month before i was there was one of the like big things that spread it wow uh real quick i want to throw something in chris earlier mentioned uh brad marshan doing some virtual interviews today and he actually answered a question that we didn't ask him uh, but one that I think all of us had really thought about at some point, which is who would be the best Bruins and Bruins guest from the Bruins? And I don't know if you guys saw this, but somebody asked him who, which player he would avoid the most during quarantine, and his answer was Jake DeBrus because he had to babysit him. But then he said Rask was his runner-up because he would probably just be hammered the entire time, and it would be <laughs> Rask's fault. So I think... <laughs> I guess shout out Brad Martian for <laughs> wow. asking the question, who would be the best guest? It is Tuka Rask would be the best guest for this podcast, and it sounds like he would not hold back. He'd be slugging him with us. So keep so an I have eye a, out for the Rask I, episode. <laughs> I have a buddy who drove Tuka in an Uber mm. uh, and said he was just a hilarious dude. I get that vibe. I think he's the kind of work hard, play hard kind of guy. Is definitely the vibe that I've gotten from him. He obviously gets pissed off when he like doesn't do well but like i feel like he's the guy who's gonna throw him back afterward and like like if you're winning a stanley cup you want to do it with him <laughs> he just has the driest sense of humor so like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of like boston boston dudes are <laughs> like anti tuca because it's such a like irish wear your heart on your sleeve kind of town yeah and i mean he in a, in a way he is kind of that way where he's very blunt and 
and like makes his opinion known he's the opposite of the patriot way where like everything he thinks is kind of out there Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he's very reserved also and he's not like he's not very emotive when he's being funny and unless he's just like out on the ice and you know gives gives up a bad goal and then he's gonna throw milk cartons and shit going off of your (laughs) uh your boston dudes comment what do you guys think is the most boston name out there what what do you mean? Like, like your most typical name? yeah, a person like what's the most Boston typical name? Um, only first name. You don't need a last name, you know, because oh, first name, just first name. Um, like you meet someone from you're writing a theoretical book and your and and your character is Pete Mikey. Boston, Mikey, but not just Mike, <laughs> like Mikey, Mikey. All right, I like that. <laughs> I was gonna go way too stereotypical and go with like. Patrick or Patty. Patty. All right. That's true. It's kind of more you're asking, I guess, Irish names because that's, it's Boston. That's so. fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. But something like, it, it, like you said, like Patty, it has to end in like in a Y. Like it has yeah. to be. I, my first thought was Marty. Marty. But maybe. My, maybe. Well, so Marky, I wanted to do Marky like Marty a Marty whole Bunch. podcast on like the best Boston sports names of all time. Ooh. Like. Noma Gassiaparo. Yeah, Gassiaparo. Like, oh, like easy. spoken like in that. the accent. Oh, Noma yes. Gassiaparo. Yeah. All right. I, that could be a good Bruise and Bruins segment. <laughs> You're sick. We're here now. Let's do it. Well, I, I, I didn't think you do, do a little research here. You know, I wasn't alive yeah. in the 20s. So. <laughs> Before the, the we 20s. completely move on, I wanted to mention that. Well, we had some technical difficulties, so I don't know if this was brought up or not. But You wouldn't have been um, listening anyway. It's fine. Just keep it <laughs> true. Um, I didn't know you were talking about Tuka Rask for a little bit there. So, anyway, um, Bettman, <laughs> Bettman is also speaking with the Canadian Prime Minister, who is Justin Trudeau, if you didn't know. Uh, JT, the, the OG JT. JT. <laughs> He's speaking with uh, Trudeau about... Uh, testing kits or for about testing coronavirus but i basically assume he's talking about getting testing kits for the whole nhl because right now they're they are under quarantine or you know uh recommended quarantine self-quarantine whatever um and there are a number of players who have tested positive on the ottawa senators and colorado avalanche so i think he's probably just trying to be like hey how about we get every player tested because he obviously apparently more than anybody in the world wants to get this show on the road and continue the season so um you know he i think that's interesting if they can do that and i think it's smart to go to canada rather than us because we don't have enough at all in the u.s so Yet somehow, somehow, fifty-one members of the Utah Jazz uh, organization were tested in, in, like within two days of somebody testing positive. So yeah, money, 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 money. That was one of my favorite stats. Like money. that, That's the like song that we're singing at the end. <laughs> that day, uh, that Rudy Gobert tested positive. Like two days later, when they tested, um, I think I was in Louisiana at the time when this news came in. And it was like 1% of all people tested in the United States were members of the Utah Jazz Organization. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, uh, that's a PR nightmare for the Utah Jazz PR staff. <laughs> that's a problem. Feel, feel not, not great for the U.S. government either. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, we are, I think, going to transition here to a brand new segment called In or Out, which is a one-time segment, I think. But I just thought <laughs> well, of that idea. We can make it a regular one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Out, Maybe we'll find some other things. Actually, I could kind of, this could be, we're going to brainstorm on air here. Shoot the shit for a second. This could be an interesting segment where we just, kind of like a takes on the table part. Where you either you, you give your take on the table, and then the other two have to say whether they're in on it or out on it. Yeah, and I'm not just saying, like, you say you're in or you're out. You can give a brief statement, but we're not going to, because you know this, if you've listened to any episode before, you know the beers get flown and then we ramble, specifically me, I ramble a lot (laughs) and cover all of my bases seven times in one statement, Uh, probably like this one. Let it be known that the show notes have in parentheses brief statements in all caps <laughs> which i think is just a personal reminder to drew like i looked at it i think my eyes like read the words but it didn't actually process until you said that and i absolutely love it so good job drew. <laughs> um but yeah now i lost my train of thought but l- let's do this thing i suppose let's do it we um, also didn't mention right. what we're actually doing i just said in or out all right so we're gonna do the if there is an unrestricted free agency, uh, there will any be. free agency period, I we don't know when it's going to be, but when there is a free agency period, uh, the Bruins have several free agents coming up. This is going to be, is this person in or out unrestricted, of the Bruins? Though. Unrestricted. That's what I said. Oh, you said unrestricted? Yes, I did. Oh, I think I had an audio glitch. My bad. <laughs> I think I, I started with unrestricted free agency, which isn't really a thing. But Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. That's the only unrestricted I heard. <laughs> I just want to Sorry. emphasize these are only the Bruins' unrestricted free agents, not the RFAs. Now, when in doubt, uh, blame Drew. Are we going for Thanks. what we think will happen or what we want to happen? I don't know if there'd be much difference, but just so we... I was I'm thinking what we think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Prediction. All right. Yeah. All right. So first guy, uh, Kevin Miller hasn't played this season. Is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, or at the end of the, the season. We'll call it the season because the year doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Drew, how do you feel? Uh, it's tough, but I think he's out. Just seeing as though he hasn't played much at all this season, but played much in the past couple seasons and. Yeah, it's tough because he's a long-time Bruin, but I, I think he's out. Yeah, I think he's out, too. I've, I've talked about this a couple of times, but back in the old Kevin Miller versus Colin Miller days, I was full-team Colin Miller. I was not a big Kevin Miller guy. That being said, the last couple of years, I've really grown to appreciate his game. I think he's come a long way. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's going to be tough to see him go, actually. So I think he's out, which just because of how much defensive depth the Bruins have, but gonna be tough yeah i agree uh he's example number one in my mind of people who altered their game for like the quote-unquote new nhl he just came back one year and it was like all right you see 86 skating and sometimes you accidentally confuse him for david posternock because he's like improved his skating that much and one of the few kind of hybrid guys who could really mix it up like i don't know if i've ever seen him lose a fight um like one of those kinds of guys that you really want on your team and and that's kind of sad because i'm also out uh i i just don't think there's a spot for him on this team anymore 
All right, so Yaro Halak, um, yeah, he's he's been an excellent backup goaltender and has been invaluable to Tuka Rask's success. Uh, how do you guys feel? Um, I'm writing, well, wrote, am writing, I don't know. It's in the editing phase, an article for Bruins Diehards on this. Uh, I think he's out. I think if you look at the cap situation, while the Bruins, it seems like they have plenty of space, um, especially if the cap does go up which we're not quite certain about now with everything going on i think he's out he's going to be looking for a huge payday everyone's been saying he's playing like a starter and because of that he's going to want starting money he's going to want a huge a huge payday and i think this could be his last contract he's turning 35 in a matter of weeks so um yeah i think i think he's looking at what could be the last contract of his career and it's going to be too much for the bruins so i think he's out yeah, I agree. I think he's just pretty much what Drew said. He's played too well to remain a, a backup at a cheap price. Um, he came here, he served his role really well. He's going to get a chance to cash out one more time before he retires, and who can blame him for doing that? I agree. I think he's out. Uh, I think the the deal he's on right now is a, an absolute bargain, and I think he's, just based on age, probably going to sign something similar uh, with another team. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, he definitely has the ability to be a 1A on a team that doesn't really have a goaltender right now, and I think he'll yeah. probably take that opportunity. Um, uh, yeah, I think Vladar is ready to step in as the backup right now, and we'll see if he can do it because I think that's what's going to happen. Or they could test free agency like they mm-hmm. like to do for the past however long. Yeah, let's see how Jonas Gustafsson works out. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. Just we should all we should just cycle the same uh like how we brought back Hudobin. They should just do that. Yeah, people forget how three. good Hudobin yeah, He was great. Yeah. He's always he was the same great. thing. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we should just keep cycling those three until literally all three of them retire and then we'll bring in the Dar Swayman. I'm down I'm down to bring back Hudobin. I don't call think up, he's a free agent. I don't think he's a free agent in this offseason, but also we'll affordable. <laughs> All right, uh, number three, Joachim Nordstrom. Um, how we feeling, guys? Nah. You can fill his role pretty easily through free agency, but more than likely, more than likely, yeah, 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 this is making sense. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> They're gonna bring in, uh, you know, somebody from Providence, a prospect, to kind of fill that role, um, where he's just this this depth forward. Not that he's been bad, but he hasn't been great. And I think Anton Bleed can kind of fill that. Yeah, exactly. That's the well. first person that came to my mind is Bleed, who can kind of be this this fourth liner, uh, and actually, I think provide more physically than Nordstrom does right now. Um, which you know Bruins fans love. So yeah, I think they come from the from within the system, and he's out. Uh, yeah, I agree. Again, like Drew said, pretty replaceable. Uh, seven points this year in forty eight games. Nothing to write home about there. Uh, guy who can play in the center position, can play on the wing. Uh, Bruins have some center depth. My guy Jack Stunnicka coming up soon, hopefully. But uh, just you know, no nobody's chomping at the bit to keep uh, Nordstrom around. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I do appreciate what he provided um, yeah. in the medium short period of time. I thought it was a little bit of a weird signing when they signed him for multiple years. Um, 
sorry i'm uh trying to drink beers way too fast right now but <laughs> I, I keep looking Hurry at the timestamp on the thing and then it's like all right we got to get through these beers um yeah you said you said a 45 minute podcast but we still the, drink like three or four beers each. yeah this is gonna be it's gonna, gonna be, be a longer it's longer podcast 30, than 45 minutes, minutes in right now so like. <laughs> well yeah i'm trying to i'm about to finish beer too so I'm beer. I'm beer two and a half, I'm, but the first was a tall can. All right, so. we're all gonna shock our beer right now. <laughs> no, I got. I can't pacing, even. I'm I got glass, bro. I got bottles. <laughs> Say, sometimes yeah, Drew, so, you gotta take the hit to make the play. <laughs> yeah, so Nordstrom's out. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think you guys talked well enough about it. Um, Thank you. All right, Tori Krug. This is the this is the big one. This is the hard one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he, they've been talking. The there have been noises from both sides uh and neither neither of the sides have been really optimistic sounding so uh cam for the third episode in a row has spilled beer on his computer oh yeah that was episode like like chris said third time in a row i tried to crack a beer into the uh this one didn't even foam it just like spurted out that's a that's a that's a party foul there we go. That's tactical. Um, I'm getting teed up here, but I'm this sorry is going to come, off become Chris a running yeah. thing. Whenever one of us gets a penalty, I'll have this whistle. All right, so Cam, as the uh, assailant on your computer, uh, you go next. Uh, Tori Krug in or out? Um, I am going to go. I think I'm officially going to go out. I think it's really close right now. I'm 50-50, but for the sake of having to take a side on this one, I think he's a guy that can draw a lot of money on the market, and as much as he provides a benefit to the Bruins' power play, the Bruins have some other players that can fill that role. I've talked about and wrote about, if you want to go check that out. Um, subbing in Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick is not going to be as effective as Krug, and you can't act like you can just plug and play there and it'll be the same. The power play will take a hit. But I think at the end of the day, you have to consider the future. And dropping seven, eight million dollars on a guy like Krug right now, whose defensive game is going to fall off in a couple of years, and probably won't have quite the same foot speed or playmaking ability that he has right now, you have to consider about guys like McAvoy and stuff like that, who you're going to have to sign for big money down the road. I think the Bruins and Krug are going to do their best to come together, and unless Krug takes a serious discount, I don't see it happening. I do see Krug resigning. I think this whole offseason is structured around keeping Krug for the Bruins, and I think they'll figure out a way to get it done. Um, in my research for this article, you know, I'm doing stuff with numbers, which if you know this podcast, you know that's not me at all, but uh, I do it when I need to. Um, according to Cap Friendly, shout out to them, our, our sponsor this this week, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Bruins, They're not getting it, us any money. If if the cap ceiling goes up to eighty four million, they will Which have, it won't. They will have over twenty two million in cap space, and if it remains at the same, that's like nineteen point five million in cap space, which sounds like a lot. Um, and I think it's it's revolving around getting Krug, and we've talked numbers in the past. I think they do get it done. Um, and I think that's a big reason why these other UFAs are going to be walking. If they didn't get Krug. You know, maybe they they keep around somebody like Miller because they have the space, or maybe even a Nordstrom. But um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I think I think they nail down Krug, and then the rest of their money goes to the RFAs who we aren't talking about in this segment. Yeah, I'm, 
I think it's appropriate that I'm going last because I've been the most wishy-washy about Krug on this podcast. If you need um, to take a minute, you can. But I'm I'm taking a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Here, let me drink some beer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was I, the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My my whole vibe is ASMR. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think in my heart I want Krug back, but I think I want him back on short term. I want him back on like four years, but I don't think there's any way no. he gets he takes four years because nope. he can get seven years somewhere else. And I think at a certain point you're getting diminishing returns. You're getting 34, 35-year-old Krug on like seven, eight million dollars, and he's going to be effectively john michael lyles when he is that age so uh, why wasn't that on any of our lists on the on next podcast because no one could forget john michael lyles um i just did <laughs> just a like a small guy with like some slightly above average foot speed who just isn't really equipped to play nhl defense um yeah, I think I'm a no on Krug. I think I, I think they eventually decide that what he is worth in the next three years isn't worth paying him that for the next six or seven or eight years. Um, and I think the prospect of having all of this cap space from not signing Tory Krug for like three or four years in the future is too tempting to pass up. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at with it. Again, I obviously I hope they sign him for cheaper than he's worth, and you never know with what he said about how much he loves Boston. But at the end of the day, I just the the longer that goes by, the harder I think it is to sign him, and I just don't know. Yeah, it's, it's fun to it's fun to like look at the back and forth and be like, I wonder what he's been offered that he's like. Man, I really hope this isn't my last year in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Don, Don Sweeney's like, here, how about five years, five and a half million a year? And he's like, oh, I really hope this isn't the last year in Boston. I, I think my ideal would be like a six by six kind of deal, which he absolutely can beat on the open market by a large margin. Yeah. But if he looks at like what other players have done to stay in Boston – um Pasternak the whole first line to be honest uh to be fair they all kind of signed their deals before they were worth what they are worth so the deals look better in retrospect than they were at the time but like the hope is he just kind of sees that and they're talking to him about like all right well if you sign this deal we can't re-sign these people or we can't add any players in the future so like if you're looking at this from a logistics perspective like this is what you need to do for us brief statement (laughs) and one he either takes that that deal and and helps the bruins out a little bit or he just goes on the free market and and takes the money uh so that was my brief statement on Tory <laughs> I have one more thing to add. Uh, when you were saying on the open, and thanks for the Snapchat, Cam, that made my day. It's great. Um, I, I, um, I think when you're mentioning 
Krug on the open market. Yeah, I think he could, he could squeeze out eight million. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think so. Um, I think another thing to consider is you know as onlookers, we are focused on cap hit, cap hit, cap hit. Krug and the I was gonna say the establishment as if I was like talking shit about the government or something. But, Rage you know. against the machine, baby. <laughs> we want to hashtag that. lock him up for next season. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> it was just there it had to be taken i'm sorry so the uh but the bruins you know and tory krug they're both looking at also very largely details and i think you're gonna see a contract for krug that is front-loaded in terms of salary uh, but obviously salary cap is just the average over time so it's the same for each year of the contract, but you could see Krug making a bunch of money up front and not so much late based on salary and bonuses and all that, all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping that's more where the, the two parties are differing than like the, the cap hit. So I hope the cap hit is around seven or a little above seven or something that they can get done at a team friendly ish deal. Uh, I really do hope the, the difference is, what form that money is coming in when it's coming in and all that. All right. Thank you for that brief statement. Um, yeah. Okay. Last... Okay. Yours was brief too. For sure. <laughs> yours that's was brief. That's the pot so the kettle black right Y'all there. can <laughs> shut the fuck up and let's go on to the next one. <laughs> all right. The last one is Zedano Chara. Um, Chara. Yeah, so uh, how do we feel about him, unrestricted free agent, uh, making $2 million this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, not a bad deal, in my opinion. How do you guys feel? I'm going to say, <clears throat> so if they finish the season and the Bruins win the Cup, no. If they don't win the Cup, yes. Because I think, basically, the Bruins are Chara's bitches right now. And whatever Chara says goes, I think they'll re-sign him at like 1.5 or something. He's still playing like top pair minutes, though, is the thing. But he is willing to do whatever to get that second cup. And I think the Bruins are basically like, hey, whatever you want, bro. Like, as long as you're taking a discount, we'll do it. And I think with the Bruins cap space and all the UFAs that we've listed that are out, I think he's in as long as he wants to be in. But I think... His biggest concern is having a recce moment where he goes out on top. Um, and, you know, whether or not he wins it next season, I think that's that might be it for him. But, yeah, I think he wants to come back if they don't win this season. And uh, he'll be back if he decides to. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, especially with how things look in this season, I just – a guy like Zanochar who is known not only with the Bruins but across the league as a guy who works – as hard as anybody else, not just on the ice, but during the off season, he's got like the crazy diet thing going on. Like he's one of the hardest working guys. And that's how you keep your body in shape at six foot nine as a hockey player at, uh, at his age. So I, I just can't imagine that this is the way he wants to go out, especially if the season does get shortened or canceled altogether or something like that. I can't imagine charges walking away after that. I don't know, maybe he will, but to me, I would be a little surprised if he doesn't come back on a cheap deal for one year next year. I have a little bit of a hot take here. Um, I think even if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, I don't think he retires. Uh, I think he is going to be like Gordie Howe 
just like trying to play into his 50s because if you look at him the only thing that has really suffered has been his offensive game um Mm, he's consistently considered by his peers to be one of the toughest defensive players to play against just because of his positioning and reach yeah and looking around the league at the other types of defensemen who've kind of just washed out of the league like brent seabrook types Mm -hmm. just don't exist anymore yeah um and he is still relevant in the league even though players have gotten faster the physical game has kind of slowed down um i think he is going to remain useful he's still a top pairing defenseman right now like defensively and (laughs) handles those top lines and it's absolutely insane to think about but imagine having him just like on your third line like five years from now like yeah. that's yeah that's totally fine him and grizzly um, on the third pair <laughs> yeah like fuck it why not for like a million um, <laughs> combined so that that's that's my like medium hot take where it's just i think this guy is going to be in the league for like another decade for no reason other than he loves playing hockey and he stays in the most ridiculous shape as cam said drew are you in or out on that take i'm in I'm out if he if they win the cup. I'm in if they don't. Um Yeah. The take was if they win the cup. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm out so on no, your you're out on the specific take. take. Okay. Right. But I am in if they don't win the cup is my right. I got you. I'm I stick with my original take. Though I do love that idea of him just being on the third I, I just, pair. I, like to continue my brief statement, I I feel I feel like. Hey, meanwhile, whole... me and Cam have just been Snapchatting each other throughout your whole. Statement. So so this this whole thing has made me realize that I'm not on Snapchat with Cam. Like we are friends on Snapchat, Drew, but I am not friends with. See, I just assumed hey, Snapchat hey, was up, too man? young for you. I didn't think you'd be able to figure out how to work it. So. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sent a Snapchat to Drew, but. Not, not to make this a Snapchatting podcast, but you know. <laughs> hey, if you wanna you wanna add us on Snapchat, it's no, don't add me. You can't. You don't. can't add me on Snapchat. Yeah, there's no. I will, there's, de- there's I will deny you. Yeah, no. um, it's too cool for school. Yeah, I definitely lost my train of thought. It's not allowed in school. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that cam, but remember when it was like this big issue? I remember it being a big issue in school, where then they like disallowed the app when you were near like a school so my high school was like a big issue where they were using snapchat a lot and so they like they like disabled somehow the app nearby like they they put like a charge on the uh, service nearby and everything and it was largely due to snapchat (laughs) i nothing nothing of the sort happened in upstate new york where i live uh yeah, I don't know. That's that's whack, but yeah. <laughs> that might have just been you guys. You know, the Massachusetts wasn't suburbs. a thing. Yeah, no, no, that's why I was asking Cam because I know I know Chris. Yeah. yeah, it was probably more like college and stuff. For me, it was it was high school, um, and I guess kind of Cam too. I don't know. All right, We're so to continue my brief statement, uh, Jesus so, fucking Christ! So I think the I think the whole thing on Chara, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so his. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Uh, I think when he talks about how he 
essentially considers Patrice Bergeron a co-captain. It's him like apologizing for continuing to play hockey <sighs> where like Bergeron would be the captain on any other team. Uh, yeah. And I think he's just going to keep doing it. <laughs> oh, but Bergeron doesn't care. Like just knowing Bergeron. And that's why he's captain material. Bergeron you know? does not have a care in the world. He doesn't even care that he wears the A. He's just like, I'm a player on a team and I'm contributing and I like the team and we're competing for a cup and we're a good team. You know, he's he's just the ultimate team player. He does not care about the C at all, I don't think. All right. Now that we got, like, more than a full podcast worth of content out of <laughs> <laughs> out of nothing, um, want to talk about board games? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, not just board games, but card games, so, table yeah, games, and drinking games. The hockey stay with the yeah, board so games. We're doing, a, we're doing, like, a games... Uh, I think like good time to announce this. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're doing a, a games bracket, March Madness um, style, you know. Yeah, because we, we all we all miss. Yeah, we all miss April to late April. Um, to be fair, the NCAA championship is usually held in April, but um, I so wouldn't we, know we're, it's basketball. So we're gonna do four. Uh, it's gonna be thirty-two total games. We're gonna do four brackets that lead into the final four um the categories are gonna be board games card games table games and drinking games um i have a feeling we, we kind of just yeah go for yeah, it i have a feeling based on our audience this is a, and the podcast uh i guess the base of this it, we, we might be a little biased in in our in you know in our results, I guess, our, our viewers sign up for a certain thing here, and they might skew toward one of them. I'm obviously talking about uh, table games here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. That's all I was going to say. But I'm looking well, forward to takes this. takes on the it's table gonna is going to be the one that wins. Hey. <laughs> um, so how do you want to do this? Shouts to table game. Well, we're not um, trying to make this like a board game podcast. But <laughs> yeah. No, we absolutely well, so are I, trying to make it a board game podcast. We'll, <laughs> we'll just do like a round round table. Uh, and we'll throw for back each, to each category, <laughs> uh, each category try to come up with like our top eight of, of each. And then that eventually will seed them. And yeah. Yeah, and, and give it a go. of course, if uh, while listening to this become infuriated because we left out your favorite board game, please attack us on Twitter. You know where to do that at Bruce and Bruins, at, at and Bruins we and can uh, potentially make adjustments if we think your opinions aren't stupid. So no promises. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, if they're just if your opinions are valued close to Drew's, then we'll put them in. So <laughs> wow, I'm glad. I'm glad Shots that's fired. Where we're Shots at. fired. No, I'm kidding. I love you, buddy. Uh, all right. I don't love you, but start? you're cool, Yeah, my parents tell me the same thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's going to listen to this and be like, you piece of shit. All right. <laughs> my because my doesn't dad doesn't have you. to listen to this to call me a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my dad's very nice. My, my parents uh, are just embarrassed by me on these <laughs> podcasts now, so... <laughs> You're playing a role. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. important. Like, it's you an don't important need to role. play that role. I'm like, yes, I do. It's a part of the, it's the vibe <laughs> it's, that we have I'm here. selling my my personality now, you know, and it's just this. It's like it's an wearing exaggerated a safari hat on a podcast, you know. All right, so the first category, let's go with board games because this is ostensibly a board game thing. But um, 
like let's do a let's do like a Mount Rushmore. Like, what's your Mount Rushmore of board? Wait, games? how? What? What is the differentiation between board games and table games? Table games, table games are like Jenga. Yeah, where you so don't like need of, a board. Oh, so not like a literal board. Okay, okay. Aren't played yeah. on a literal board. Okay. We we can get into that discussion of what counts. Yeah. Like if like categories is kind of like between. Like I would Ooh, I yeah. would call it a table game. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah. Unless it has like a physical um, like. I, I don't know what it's like made an out actual of, like, folding, like folding board, board yeah. that comes out. Um, so we, we all kind of like made our opinions known on Twitter about board games, but like the ones that really came out were like Monopoly, yeah. Risk, Clue, uh, Scrabble. I don't. Does Scrabble count as a board game? Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Never mind. There's a board. Well, I, don't I, know I, how I, I immediately thought of like the spinning table Scrabble, and I was like, that's not your typical board. But no, it definitely that's definitely under there. Um, I'm going to be the typey would... guy and make notes here. I just tur- muted my mic for the second half of that sentence, but I'm going to be the typey guy and make some notes here, as I promised you, gentlemen. So, uh, As someone who is very, very notoriously sophisticated on this podcast and just like a gentleman and very proper. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh. Hello. Um, that was my shameful attempt at a British accent. Um, so... Ah, chess is my all-time favorite board game. I just fucking love Sick. chess. Believe it or not, I love chess. I play chess a lot. So uh, chess would be up there. <clears throat> Checkers, I guess, just as a classic. Like, those are just two classic, very popular games in history. Yeah. Um, are we going to do Scrabble. chess and Checkers, though, is my question. Or are we just going to be like... No, no, I no think they're Checkers. They're completely I think Checkers games. loses out to chess yeah, here yeah. In, the, in the play-in game. Yeah. I don't chess. know, unless we has, are struggling for extras, but I think we'll hit it. But Chess. Yeah. Chess is in there. I am. I, I don't yeah. care if it's 8th seed, dude. It's in there, and it's getting my vote every time, and I'm going to create bots who vote. Like, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's like... Um, but yeah, I think other than that, uh, Scrabble uh, Risk is an all-time favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This is one of those that would, like, is close, but, like... Stratego, I do like Stratego. I think absolutely, it's really, yeah. board, absolutely a board game. or is it table? That's absolutely a board. No, it's okay, board. It's board. and um, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but I love it, and it's a classic. It's like from the fucking like 60s or 70s. Um, Backgammon, the one <laughs> no. where it's like it's not Clue, but you give clues in it. It's like oh, guess who? Guess who? Thank you. Yeah, I feel like that's a table game. I feel like yeah, that's more that doesn't of a table have a game. Yeah. That doesn't have a board. Oh, Stratego is board. You know, I was picturing them being the same thing, but you're right. Stratego is yeah. definitely board game. But yeah, I'd say guess who's... Uh, we'll go back to that. But yeah, I listed mine. I guess... I hope Cam's typing. Yeah, I am. Uh, okay, I think I, I agree yeah. with most of those. Uh, my big ones are on there. The only one that I'm missing out on is Settlers of Catan. Excellent game. I'm going to put that Oh, Settlers of Catan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catan, Catan, whatever your preference is. I've never even once played that game. Dude, it's very <laughs> oh, good. Oh, it's an elite it's game. It's an elite game. Um, so my thing is... All right. So right now with our count, we have seven. Monopoly, Scrabble, Clue, Risk, Chess, sorry. Stratego, Settlers of Catan. I think sorry, sorry is number eight. Yeah. I know there's some Game of Life fans out there who are going to be upset. But I think Sorry is more of a classic. Yeah, I'm a fan of life. Game of Life, but it's kind of just like this thing, like, like who the makes the card. more mo- most yeah. money, and that's not just what lo- life's about. So I just like love kinda... that Sorry is such a like. You pick a card. You don't. You don't like roll a. Yeah, and I, I, I I'm used to apologizing like at like everything I say on podcasts nowadays. So. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites now. <laughs> right. And and this won't this probably won't be clarified like in the tweets or whatever when we do our polls, but I'm talking like the original sorry, like the 1960s yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. We'll like, put, we can put in parentheses dope. the original. Yeah, because they they dolled it up in the 90s and it just like didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean they've done that for I guess like Monopoly and stuff too, but I guess kind of the base like stayed the same. Yeah. So. Uh, that's our eight board games. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see these so later. We'll, yeah, we'll think... list them. We'll list them quickly after uh, Monopoly, Scrabble, Clue, Risk, Chess, Stratego, Settlers of Catan, and Oops, sorry, sorry for that. that was, I that think awful. for uh, <laughs> purpose of leaving out our personal biases, I think we randomly seed maybe within each yeah, like conference or whatever division, obviously. Yeah. Um, that way we don't put our personal favorite up against one. Or maybe we extend this very largely, so then we have fans vote on the seating. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like too. Then we vote on which order they appear on the graphic, and then we. <laughs> this pandemic is just getting very long and very yeah. boring. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. Those are eight. All right. Okay. So, f- second thing is card games. Um. Do we want to do like? Four just like deck of fifty two cards, and then like four other card games that yeah. just involve like other kinds like your of cards Uno has to be completely. on there. For example, I'm gonna yeah. throw that yeah. Out right so away. Uno cards against humanity, mm-hmm. cards against humanity. Coup is one of my all time favorite card games. Yeah, Coup is good, and I also like uh, well, it's called by a number number of different names, but like Werewolf Mafia. Like where you're trying to decide who's yeah. the murderers. We can call it either one. It I goes guess. by a number of names because there's a number of different versions. Is Secret Hitler one of those? Yeah, yes, it is. probably. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Not to make this a Hitler podcast, but yeah, it's <laughs> so my question is: I feel like are we leaving out like your pokers? Because I feel like like casino games are kind of well, different. I think. Yeah, that's a different thing. I was thinking. Or, yeah, because I feel like Texas Hold'em will automatically win. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, these, these are like... Thinking... <sighs> All right, War. So like... War. Has eh. to be in there for the 52, You think man. so? I don't know. I feel like that's just... That's a that's a one-on-one yeah. Solitaire. <laughs> Solitaire. You play that against yourself, don't you? Like, <laughs> No, I'm... you play that against the cards. It's well, kind of similar guess so, to yeah. like a casino <laughs> But by yourself, you I guess. the dealer, but you're the dealer, so I guess it's kind so of... So I don't know if this will... I don't know if this will resonate, but like, Pitch is one of my favorite card games. I don't know. To, yeah, to don't play know with it, like four people. Um, if it's good, though... I like rummy I mean, a lot, like, but there's also yeah, different types blackjack. of rummy. Blackjack. Just do like gin, I'm just thinking gin, rummy, casino rummy. games for these. All right. Um, so we've got Uno, Cards Against Humanity, Coup, Werewolf, and or Mafia, and or Secret Hitler, and then gin rummy right now. What else are we feeling? We can, if we need to leave a couple I blank, don't think it needs to be a bunch of 52. I think it's like... Yeah, yeah we can very... just do anything here. Should I just like, like look up? Spades, Spades Magic is another the one of my, Gathering. my 52. Magic the Gathering. I'm going to look okay. up best card games and see what Magic the Gathering. Is. Magic the Gathering. I think it's like that. I don't know. I'm gonna Before look up, I right, got into high school, I was big Magic the Gathering. 
Rummy Poker, Patience, Uno, War, War Oh, are Go get Fish? Get, I feel like Go Fish is kind of some garbage. If, if that's in, people are going to get mad that it's not like Pokemon and yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. And I'm seeing a um, a game called Exploding Kittens, and I have no idea what that is, but I need I've to figure that, that out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I played that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's silly. I, I wouldn't put it as, like, my top favorite card game, so leave it out, but it's... How about Bullshit? Yeah, that's a fire yes, yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Though that could potentially be a drinking game. I've never played it as a drinking Neither game. Neither have I, but I'll I've start out even while for our, our young viewers. <laughs> as if we have young viewers. <laughs> uh, yeah, young yeah, you know, viewers. So if you're a viewer... We need one more, um, by the way. You know, 13 or uh, probably more like 18 or under, please never listen to this, or you need to sign a waiver that your parents allowed you to listen to this. Well, put pitch down because I feel like a lot of people like pitch. Pitch? All right. I've never heard of that. Neither have I, but let's do it. Um, It's it's like a team trick-taking game. It's the old people. Yeah, it's for the olds. They play it at your nursing home? Is that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, like I like spades. Like the, like that's another good. Like any trick taking game. Is the ace good. of spades. The ace of spades. spades. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, be our... and the podcast ends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, R.A.P. Lemmy. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. We got eight. That's eight. That is eight. Uh, do you want to summarize? Right. We have Uno, Cards Against Humanity, Coup, Werewolf, and or Mafia. Gin Rummy, Magic the Gathering, Bullshit, and Pitch. Sick. You don't All need right, to so star out bullshit. This is. A... I was kind of for fun. I thought it would be <laughs> official. <laughs> All right, so now we That's got table bullshit. games. These are games that are basically just like games that don't have a specific board to them. I'm yeah. going to say Hungry so... Hungry Hippos right off the bat. That... Nope. No, gonna I'm gonna veto, veto that. One. that. Come on, man. I will say, uh, one, on. one in hindsight, one game that's a board game that I think, I guess, it's more of an honorable mention. But Othello is a fire board game. Just want to throw that out there and give Othello the respect it deserves. Come on, but, man. Okay. hungry, hungry hippos. So put put down. So we got guess who already yep. for table games. Uh, let's put down Jenga. Yep, definitely. Yeah, Jenga. It's classic. Hungry, hungry hippos. No. <laughs> right, dominoes. How do you feel about dominoes? Dominoes. Are, yeah, but also you, very know, you, gotta have, you gotta toss in hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've, uh, I've only really played seriously uh, like Mexican train dominoes. I don't know if there's Yahtzee. Oh Yahtzee, yeah. Ah, you gotta throw oh, in shit. Triple H, man. Hungry, hungry hippos. Right, put hungry, hungry hippos in there. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just satisfy. I already Drew. put it in. <laughs> All right, Yahtzee's in there. Oh, that's oh, the hold on. What's that, that other game that's kind of similar to Yahtzee? I used to play a ton growing up. Um, oh man, this is gonna kill me. A game that's like Yahtzee. I'm just gonna Google it here. Don't mind me. <laughs> My dad knows. He's gonna listen oh. to this and be like yelling into the. It's not Banks. Um, all right, so we need one more for the table game. Yeah, it was Kismet, by the way, was that game. Uh, Fire two, game. two more for the table game. I feel like it's not going to get um, the love it deserves, but it is really good. Oh, so I'm going to I'm gonna add one that, like, no one has heard of, but there's a game called Pitchnut slash Carom that's either an Indian game or a French-Canadian game, depending on which version you play, but it's basically like a square table and you play like billiards basically with four pockets and it's pretty cool but okay. uh 
no one's gonna no one's gonna vote for it because they don't know what it is. But I have another one that could go in there. Uh, seen it. Used to play that a decent amount with my family. I don't know if you guys are hip to it. Granted, there's like a million different kinds, but oh, you know what? You know what we're forgetting? We're forgetting um, those like games where you have to like read off a card. Like you have a thing on a card. Oh and you yeah. Gotta, like I was thinking the one where you like put it on your three head of those too. Games. Yeah, you're so right. So cr- cranium, cranium's a good cranium, one. Oh, cranium, cranium, yeah. cranium, cranium, cranium. You may have to make. Some you cards. make stuff with Play-Doh and shit. You may have to cut a certain thing that has three edges in it. Um, oh, and we um, <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> that's dang, man, dude. That's gonna make it to at least like the quarterfinals <laughs> of uh, the quarterfinals I, of table games. I'm pretty not, sure not the whole thing. <laughs> so that's the it's second win round. round. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say that's just the second round. <laughs> All right. Um. Ah, uh, what else we have here? I feel like we gotta get like, what about like, um, like categories or like one of those like oh categories. You know? That's the, that's the one I was forgetting. Categories is in there. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, I'm. All right, that's eight. Three, four, five, five six, seven, eight. Are we <laughs> ready to keep hungry, hungry hippos in there? Yes, I, I guess so. <laughs> yes. All right. Are you kidding um, me? Like, what's this against hungry, hungry hippos? I don't <laughs> like understand. We could put like jacks in there. Yeah, like- no, uh, like marbles. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. All right. <laughs> oh, pinball? No, it's not. Pinball is not a table, table game. game. It's an arcade. It's a bar game. It's an arcade. Arcade game, yeah. Over to the group right. of death. Here we are. Drinking uh, games. Kings. Um, yeah, Kings, Kings is excellent. I had asshole. another that I had found. I had to Google it because I forgot. But there was, there uh, was cheers one that to the governor. I was like, oh, yeah. Cheers oh, to the governor. Beer pong? Does that... Count? The governor's yeah, because when you get shot on, you got to drink. I thought we were going to... Yeah. Okay, well, I wasn't sure if we were going to, like, go into, like... Where's beer like, pong? Limited, limited to sitting game. down games. <laughs> well, um, I just... Ha- I I just see, like, games like beer pong just running the table against, like, dominoes. But maybe, also, I'm pretty sure, is it dominoes with an E when it's the game? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so maybe. No, beer pong, I would say drinking game. All right, well, in that case, like, my... F- I guess I'm going to lay my bias out here but my favorite drinking game of all time is baseball i don't know if you guys have ever played that but it's pretty elite oh i've played it yeah I, uh, <laughs> maybe you don't remember a big it. drinking game guy it's trouble it's something um what See, are we going i know through high school and college a lot of my friends we were just stoners so what do we think like so you can go I know like... a lot of smoking games want to play chicago <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we going how in depth are we going are we going like flip cup beard eye kind of thing or yeah, let's go for it. Flip cup. Flip cup. All right. That's yeah, a big one. I think beard eye's got to be in there then because I, I know some I for sure. that one. But... Uh, I, I, I think we have to do flip cup or stack cup. I don't think we can do both because they're too similar. Uh, no, no, they're you not similar. So? They're not similar. Right. They go head to head in the first round. That would, All right. That All would right, be that... called rage cage, by the way. Go with oh, rage cage. Oh, see, I'm always, I never know because people are very opinionated about rage cage versus uh, stack cup. But So what, what do you consider stack cup to be? Like ball you bounce it into your own cup and you stack it with the person next to you yeah it's called rage cage okay i mean it's the same thing it's just people the other ones the other one's slap cup okay yeah 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 yeah. fair so we okay then we can't do stack cup and slap cup because that's too similar no no no, it's yeah my other personal favorite is we'll we'll call it stack cup in parentheses rage cage 
Okay. No, we can call it Rage Cage and Stack Up in parentheses. I, I, it's a more interesting name. Um, Hammerschlagen. You guys played Hammerschlagen? No. Oh, it's excellent. Pretty much the basis of the game is you have two cups. So it's you and your partner are across from each other on the table. You have two cups in front of you, one with a little bit of beer, one with nothing. You start with one person drinks it, and then they have to flip their empty cup, and the other person across the table has to catch that cup in their cup. And then once they catch it, then they drink and flip it back. The person has to then catch it in their cup, and once both of you have caught the other person's cup in your cup, you high-five, double high-five on the table, and yell Hammerschlagen. And then it's just like relay races, so whoever comes in last loses, eliminated... Then you go back. Elite game, I think it should be on there. I'm going to advocate for the elimination of baseball because it is a variation of beer pong and adding uh, beer ball. I already have beer. Oh, I don't. Yeah, you need beer ball on there. Oh, but see. Okay. All right. Well, oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. This is a whole <laughs> decline. <laughs> Sorry, my roommate's calling me. It sucks for him. <laughs> beer ball it is. Um, Are we missing any, like, really big ones? I feel like. Hmm. Um, I should feel we like, throw in another category of smoking games? <laughs> I'm still. I'm not. I don't smoke a lot of weed anymore, but I used to. It's just all prior experience. I would. I'm. I'm struggling Chicago. here because I think. I think maybe we that should swap amazing. out Hammerschlagen for baseball, because I feel like more people know baseball. And it is kind of variation, okay. but there is some extra stuff going on with the chugging and stealing bases and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know what 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 are your guys' thoughts? I don't know. I've never heard of Hammerschlagen. Like, are people going to know same, what that is? I don't know. All right, I'm going to go baseball then, because at least one of you has heard of baseball. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have our bracket, guys, or at least our selections. We'll have our bracket. Initial, soon. initial bracket. That the viewers or the listeners will narrow down, crown a champion. <laughs> Guys, we, we are nailing this episode, and shouts great. to keeping it under 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, we kept the hockey talk under 45 minutes. Well, there we was, there about, was about for, for the listeners who don't know what we do behind the scenes, because only we do, uh, there, was, there was a good 10-minute break in there where... We were peeing and eating Skinny Pop, which is... A, <laughs> Ten minutes. This, it was like three minutes. This <laughs> episode is sponsored by Skinny Pop. Eat some Skinny Pop and do something else that I won't say that I said before. Uh-huh. I think it was... I think it was the other way around, actually. I think oh, it was, yeah. yeah. Do something and <laughs> eat some Skinny eat... Pop. And um, it, it has a similar sensation on your taste buds. So, for one more... Synopsis for the drinking games we have Kings, Cheers of the Governor, Beer Pong, Beer Ball, Flip Cup, Beer Die, Rage Cage slash Stack Cup, and Baseball. And we have a bracket. I know, I only know like three of those, and they were the ones that I like mentioned. All right. Kings, Beer Pong, and Flip Cup are the only one I know, so I'll go with you guys on this one. <laughs> Alright, well this has been episode eleven of the Brews and Bruins podcast. I hope you've enjoyed as much as we have um go go vote uh not for president who cares about that unless you're <laughs> voting for me and my friend connor um but, but vote vote for our our bracket uh of board games 
It's and, not all uh, board games. That's the problem. Know, that's we don't the, know what it's, to it, call it, like it, it because though, as far board as games is a section. Of it's games you can play at home. Home home games. Quarantine, no, games. quarantine games. Quarantine games. Let's call it quarantine games. Um, I don't know. What am, what am I supposed to sing right now? Um, I, so the problem is... Thunder. I don't, oh, I don't remember. Thunder. It was cold in the middle of ring of time. Thunder. <laughs> and I knew there was no, no going no, no, back. Yeah, sure. Thunder. Right, good. Sound of the cows. Damn.